0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 599 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by ProStride. On tonight's USDF episode, we are joined by Ruth Hogan-Polson, author of the Dressage Riders Journal. After that, Christy Wasaki talks about the importance of horse confirmation. And then friend of the show, Cassandra Hummert-Johnson has a great trainer tip.
1: This is Reese Coppler stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida.
0: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show.
1: Well, hi guys. Hi, Phil. How are you this week?
0: Uh I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good.
1: We'll <laughs> Just... take it. <laughs> well, we are so happy right now to be joined with Glenn. Glenn, happy new year.
2: Happy New Year, guys. And happy new year, Dressage World.
1: I know. Can you believe it is 2021? Yes.
2: Can't believe it. And you know what I'm doing? Uh, Saturday, I'm going to see some of the para-riders at the World Equestrian Center here.
1: Oh my gosh, uh, that is so exciting. They're getting ready, and then they'll be here in Wellington in a couple weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that as well.
2: But I am here because I wanted to... I had a chance to catch up with Mary Phelps of Horses Daily. Uh, everybody in the dressage world knows Mary. And uh, we got to catch up because of a very sad uh, occasion that happened uh, last week.
1: Uh, that's right. One of um. Uh, One of our former team riders, Jane Savoy, passed away from a long battle of cancer this week, and um, it's very it's a very sad day for for dressage. And she was such a leader in the community. And I think uh, riders of my generation and Phil too. She was one of the first coaches to really talk about sports psychology, and she wrote that winning feeling. And I she's written very a lot of books. Right? She was a very very wonderful writer nine books. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I have I a her, lot of them. You know, way back when I had her cassette tape that I would listen to and help me with my, uh, you know, early, early dressage writing when I was a teenager. So.
1: Right. I know. And, and I will say one of my favorite memories of Jane Savoy was, um, she came to our local, uh, year end meeting at mid south year end meeting. And I went to her lecture and I, I do this to this day when I compete, I competing tomorrow actually. And, When She said, when you're going around the arena, you should stop and take a moment and just be grateful to be there. And I, to this day, do that every time I ride because all of us who've gone to competition know it's not easy to get to a horse show (laughs) on many levels. There's so many things that have to happen to get there and to just take a moment when you're there and be grateful and I will think of her tomorrow. I think of her every time I ride around the arena. I actually I got a chance to tell her that at one point here in Wellington that, that I had seen her and, and she was just such a gracious lady. So um, that's my story. I know a lot of writers have very similar stories and, and how she was able to help them through fear, et cetera. She's a really, really wonderful lady and, and she will be missed for sure.
2: Well, I had a chance to catch up with Mary Phelps, who obviously knew her and has covered her for many years, and uh, we had a little bit of a chat about her, and Mary had some great stories to tell, so you want to hear that?
3: Oh, yes, let's please, let's do. Hi, Glenn and Reese, it's really good to talk with you guys, and Happy New Year.
2: Well, you know, I, was, I wish we were talking on this new year about a happier thing. Um, we lost a friend the other day.
3: Yes, we did. Jane um, Savoy uh, is known and loved worldwide, really, with everything that she's done um, in her career. And uh, of course, I've known Jane for a long time um, and been in touch via email and all that. But um, yeah, it's really, really, we miss her already. But she left such a great legacy behind that everything that she's done in her lifetime, I truly believe, is going to continue to le- live on and influence people for years to come.
2: I don't know anybody that hasn't thought about dressage that doesn't have a Jane Savoy book. I mean, she wrote nine of them and did millions of CDs and DVDs and videos and everything like that. But everybody's got one.
3: Exactly, I know. And she, she, and the, her message of positivity. Um, continued to reverberate even throughout her illness and um, the way she fought um, for five years, you know, when she found out that she had, um, it was basically a melanoma and, um, and how she just fought it and still was always positive and joyous and, and we all learned a lot from her through this
2: process. You're absolutely right about that. And I talked to her, it was probably a few weeks ago, it was before Christmas, uh, because she had just come out with her first novel called Second Chances. And, I mean, it had just come out, and she was going to come on the show this week or next to talk about it. I mean, you know, that's how, uh, so I was obviously really surprised, but you're right, I mean, she's, she's had this battle with cancer and has been so positive about the whole thing. You know, she was inducted into the United States Dressage uh, Hall of Fame in 2019, and the description was dressage icon. And she truly, I mean, not too many people get that description, right? Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be an icon in anything.
3: (laughs) Exactly. And a legend, you know. I mean, she um, has just been, throughout her whole career, and it's been you know, it was always very modest beginnings. I mean, throughout the entire thing, she created her own reality, didn't she, Glenn? Yes,
2: yeah, she did. Yep. I mean,
3: she she started with a $500 horse, and um, there's a lovely interview with her amazing husband, Rhett Savoy, of 47 years, and um, I just watched it the other day on uh, social media, where he had been interviewed and told the story of their life together. And he said, we got this horse and uh, we borrowed, we had to borrow a truck and borrow a trailer. And sometimes that was from two different people <laughs> <laughs> you know, to go to shows. And um, then, you know, when she got her Olympic horse, Zapatero, uh, she had just started reaching out to try to raise money to buy a horse and the someone offered to invest in in the horse for her and she bought the horse and made it all the way through the uh selection process and was the alternate for the barcelona olympics
2: that was in 1992
3: so yeah yeah and um you know she competed in europe through all of that as well and and took what she learned from all of that and and, and then parlayed it into her whole message of positivity and that winning feeling. I think that Jane was really the very first person who really introduced sports psychology in our sport. And she's the one that really made it happen. And, and people benefited from it, from amateur owners all the way through the
2: highest levels. Jane was, you know, we've obviously interviewed a lot of people here. <laughs> it's, it's, I think the numbers over thirteen thousand people now, but yet I remember Jane because she, we did an interview with her. She was one of our first interviews we did at the Horse Radio Network twelve years ago. And wow. She, you know, I always remember those first interviews with with the icons and the the large, the, you know, the big name riders and stuff. Uh, partly because you know she didn't know who we were, but she treated us like she had known us forever, and that was Jane. I mean, it it didn't yes. matter, right? Uh, it was just the way she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a hard week, uh, and um, of course, Jane has many many friends, very very close friends who've been with her through this journey, and she shared a lot on her Facebook page. So it's um, yeah, she was really open, you know,
2: really open, very course.
3: open, yeah. and. Um, And, you know, Ruth uh, Hogan-Polson and Nancy Bird, her friends that have been with her and Rhett uh, through a lot of this, uh, going through everything, especially in the more recent days and weeks that um, she basically, I guess, took a turn for the worse. But we were all surprised. I mean, we just thought Jane's going to live forever.
2: Yeah. You know.
3: But she is living forever, I think, you know, because of everything that she's done and accomplished and what she achieved in her life that um, we'll be able to study her her work and her videos. And she gave so much. She did so much with her her life. And that's going to go on. And that's the comforting thought right now. Don't you agree? I
2: I totally agree, because everybody listening to this show right now has her name on their bookshelf. Yes. at least one <laughs> like at least absolutely <laughs> she I
3: know was, and i can't wait to get that novel well and she wait. was
2: so proud of that she really has been talking about that for a while uh, and mm-hmm. she was very proud of the fact that she got this done i think it was a it was a it was a dream of hers to do you know a book that wasn't about training she really wanted to do a novel now it it involves mm-hmm. you know horses and dressage but uh this mm-hmm. was something she had wanted to do and and i'm so glad that she got to see it published before she left us.
3: Yes. And that really is the last photo of her that was um, on her Facebook page. And that was just posted a few days ago with her Santa hat on and looking beautiful and glowing as she always did. So, um, and, but that was Jane and she, she always would push herself outside of her comfort level And, you know, for her to write that book with everything that she was going through, um, you know, is a testimony to her spirit and her soul. And... um, like I said, I
2: can't wait. I've got to get on Amazon today, Glenn. I know. Get it ordered. <laughs> That's how everybody can remember her, too. Is, is, the book is called Second Chances. And, of course, uh, Jane Savoy, you'll, you'll see as the author. Uh, you know, the, the other thing, too, is uh, she was so proud of this and uh, loved doing it as one of her hobbies. And not a lot of horse people have hobbies as, uh, to the degree that Jane had this one. You know what I'm talking about. And that was ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. She's been a ballroom dancer apparently since the 60s. And uh, it was something that, you know, she loved doing.
3: Yes, I know. And it's fun to watch the videos of her. Um, and, uh, of course, she shares that there is a lot of great dressage women that are have been doing the ballroom dancing. Um, Ellen Dixon Miller and Janet Foy. And they have a great time together down there. Of course, that's been put on hold because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to do it uh, the way they were. But... Um, it uh, I can understand how um, a dressage rider could excel in ballroom dancing or
2: any dancing. I can,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I but don't dance I
2: personally, just, so but I also don't do dressage, so maybe there's a correlation yeah. there. <laughs> but,
3: yeah, and I just want to talk, mention yeah. um, how much we all know and love and care for her husband Rhett. Um they were married for 47 That's years. A long time. They met when they were in um both in college and you know Rhett would always admit he said, I'm not a horse guy. He said, I married a horse girl. But he was always so supportive of her and respectful of her. And they had the most beautiful marriage and beautiful friendship. And um, it was, I believe it was, it was at the Stockholm world equestrian games and Jane and Rhett were there and I was there and Jane, I had just started this video business videotaping um, dressage competitions. And Jane said, I think you might could use some help. (laughs) I said, oh yeah. I mean that's back when we were videotaping in tape.
2: Mm. Right. The cameras were a little heavier than they are now.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) And we had a system. It was very so we didn't have to edit. We would actually take the tape and move it around to all the rings. So if we were taping a rider in arena one, we would know that they were going again in arena three in two and a half hours and move the tape over there and just (laughs) add their test on. And Rhett took over that business and ran it. And it was then back then, that was when they could both be together in Florida. And um, he just, took off with that business and and ran with it and did it for years after I moved on. So I saw firsthand how what a wonderful relationship you know that they've had all these years and and I just my heart goes out to him and everyone else so close to her because they're I know how how hard it must be for them to be missing her right now and uh, forever. You know, so my love to Rhett and all of, and her sister and, and her close friends that really were there for her through this whole journey that she went through.
2: And Rhett, you know, he was a, a Vietnam uh, War veteran with a Purple Heart. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, he uh, that they met, I think, uh, shortly after he came back from the war was when they mm-hmm. met him. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yep. And uh, the most quiet you know humble guy that was just her rock absolutely her rock and uh if it, it, you know that's why jane was able to do all that she did so um you know 47 years so it's uh in, in sickness and in health as jane would say you know it was a great marriage
2: and it's not easy on the you know having gone through cancer here recently not to the point she did mm-hmm. thankfully but um it's not easy being the caretaker either you know, it's, it's, that's a hard mm-hmm. job when somebody's gone through and she posted and she didn't, you know, she was doing chemo for a long time and she would post on there, you know, she, like all other cancer patients who are doing chemo, it's tough. I mean, there are some tough days when you're in chemo and, mm. uh, you mm-hmm. know, we all know people who have gone through it. Uh, my parents included and it just, you know, it's the caregiver is the one that's forgotten about a lot of times there. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, she, that's a, a, a brutal form of cancer. And normally, I mean, five years was an amazing amount of time, you know, to have survived it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she's helped all of us, I think, you know, uh, because many of us will face challenges like, like she did. And um, none of us can avoid passing away. It's going to happen to every single one of us. And so Jane took her message of positivity and, and looking at, at the, the, the positive and even spiritual side of things. And it's, I know if I'm faced with a challenge, I'm going to definitely I hope they keep her Facebook page up because I'm going to keep going back over and over and getting energy from that, you know, because, uh, she showed us how to, uh, handle it and, and embrace it. And, um, that's just another thing to thank her for.
1: Well, Phil, on a lighter note, welcome to 2021, my friend.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) you know, it's hard to believe that, We made it through 2020, but we're not done yet, you know, so I'm currently, you know, in a bit of a a lockdown. This version is a little different that we are allowed to go and see and train horses. Um, So I'm liking, you know, this modified lockdown, but uh, we got a ways to go yet.
1: Yeah, we still have a ways to go. And and we, as we said at the end of 2020, we couldn't be more thankful to have our listeners. And we're still trying to provide really fun content for everybody and uh, goal setting. And, you know, again, who knows at this point what 2021 is going to bring, but we're going to, we're, we're kicking on and we're going to continue um, to, you know, c- carry on. So, Phil, in that, we are going to talk a little bit about goal setting today. Um, I think it's, it's great at the beginning of 2021 to sort of step back and kind of think about each horse and what are your goals for that horse. And, um, so I'm going to pose that question to you, Phil, what what you got going on with your horses and what are some goals that you have
0: coming for uh, 2021? Well, you know, we had a bit of a, bit of a slow going during, and, and it's always just kind of during the holiday season, they get a little bit of time off and, uh, and so we're just kind of getting going again. Show-wise, I have no idea what, what the summer is going to bring. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's going yeah. to yeah, be hard. It's it's going to be hard because, hard. you know, I do like to set show goals. But um, I think we're just going to train on. So this year, I do have three horses. Yeah, three horses. They're uh, eight years old, all of them. They are all kind of come together. I don't know how that happened. But uh, <laughs> they're all working on their fourth level and above stuff, which is... Which is really really fun, and uh, you know, I have one horse that is has already competed at at the small tour quite well. So um, he's continuing to train beyond that. You know, he's uh, a great guy. He's got all he's got all of the moves for for the Grand Prix. It's just polishing, putting it together, being able to do all those you know great fun things back to back to back with quality and with relaxation and you know all that fun stuff that we're talking about so you know that's yeah. that, that's where we're at it's yeah, wonderful. Uh, you know taking it one day at a time and and uh and trying to enjoy each step in in the journey as it is now
1: yeah for sure no i think that's that's fantastic like you said it's it's a little bit hard to know what's going to go forward but i think we all are having that struggle, so you kind of have to say, "Okay, come on." What what are, are our goals, even with or without that? And um, you know, I'm very lucky right now to be in in Wellington, Florida. I'm a little on the outskirts, but um, but it's a very different season here. Um, you know, I, we are enjoying the weather. I'm very very lucky. My husband has joined me for this uh, season. So, uh, but we, again, we're we're pro- kind of in a self imposed lockdown. We don't really leave the farm other than to grocery shop. Um, so uh, we also have been very cautious. Um, I'm very thankful. I have the horses I have and, um, we are showing, I actually show tomorrow for the first time, uh, which is pretty cool that we can sort of get going on that. I'm showing big Mike, uh, and, uh, follow me who, um, we're going to roll through pre-St. George tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to that and, uh, kind of seeing where I'm going to take him this season. He's going to do a couple I ones, hopefully, you know, who knows even what the shows are going to happen here, but, uh, the idea is to push him to the intermediate one, uh, which will be fantastic. And then we'll see from there. And then I am very lucky to have bingo, uh, entered my first Grand Prix next week. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and, uh, We're going to school at the horse show tomorrow and and Saturday, maybe Sunday if needed. (laughs) Um, But I'm very, very lucky to have those two horses. And you sort of work your career um, to have horses like that. So I'm very lucky. Um, I also have very big fitness goals. This is different for me. Uh, Fitness is, it's not my forte. (laughs) I don't love it. Um, But I have been actually very dedicated to yoga in the last year. I pretty much do yoga every day. Now, some form of yoga. I found I really enjoy that. So um, I started sort of online yoga the beginning of last year and I have really, really enjoyed it. And it's something I look forward to every day. Uh, So I've been doing my yoga. And then I have, this is going to be my tip for 2021, is uh, Gerilyn Gibson has been on the program before. Um, but her farm is two farms down from me and every evening we join together and we walk uh, the loop around the property here, which is, um, or the subdivision, I guess, which is, uh, just, uh, just under three miles. It's 2.9. I call it three. She calls it 2.9, but I can't tell you, um, for me what it's, how thankful I am to have a really good workout buddy. I've never had a workout buddy like Geraldine. First of all, she tracks everything. And we're up to 79 miles that we've walked in the last about
3: oh.
1: five weeks. Yeah, that's, nice. a really long, that's a long way, 79 <laughs> miles. I'm like, wow, I could almost, you know, that's a long time. Um, so I know I didn't tell Phil before we got online. And I'm pretty proud of that because it's hard, actually. Actually, no, we're up to, I'm sorry, we're up to 82 because I had to add today. Um, and, and I will say how thankful I am for a workout buddy. And so I would be my tip is as you're working on your fitness, she also is riding Grand Prix and wants to ride internationally as well, um, this year. And you really have to up your fitness game for that. It's, and that's hard, um, because you know, we're all busy and it, that takes a lot of time as well. So, um, we have been very dedicated to it. Um, you know, now that things are starting, we're not going to be able to do every day. So we've really been pushing every day we can knowing that things are going to get a little busy, but you know, to have someone where you're like, oh, "I'm really tired, I can't do it," and they're like, oh, "I'll meet you in five. and you're like, oh, "Okay," um, <laughs> uh, but That's I'm very thankful. Tip.
0: Yeah, it's to a great somebody, tip. Find somebody who's going to push yes. you, and help you realize your goals, even Absolutely. if it's not really like in person. That can be on Zoom it or, be or you
4: know, on something. Zoom. Absolutely, or just somebody you
0: can check in with. Like, did you do your workout today? You know, yes. just someone else it's- to hold you somewhat accountable to absolutely to what it's your goals critical. are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's been critical for me. And, um, I would not have walked that on my own. I'm not going to lie. Like there's no way, but to have her with me to say, come on, let's do this. It's been awesome. And so that's my tip. And, and I will also say, cause a lot of us are probably doing what we're doing, which is being very cautious, um, and not going out and doing social things. It is a social activity as well. So I don't feel like I miss out on social activity. As much. I mean, I still do, but I don't because I have a friend that I see every day and we talk about all kinds of things. And we get around now where we're actually both of us are like, wow, you know, we're getting faster. Um, so that is my tip. And I hope everyone continues. Uh, fitness, uh, it hasn't been as hard. I've been really dreading it. Oh my gosh, I've been really dreading it. But it's not been bad. So I am just going to just throw that out there. So that's my 2021 goal. We hope everyone enjoys today's show. We we kind of uh, targeted this show for goal setting and also some fun content on some other things to do if you are finding yourself in, in a lockdown situation. So again, we're here for you guys. Send us emails and, and, and we'll try and bring as much content as we can to you. And uh, we, as always, enjoy uh, being here. So we're going to stop for a commercial break. Uh, And then we're going to come back with Ruth Hogan-Polson talking about a great dressage rider journal that will help with your goals for 2021.
3: ProStride is the all-natural solution for lameness. It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStride can be completed stallside by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your vet about ProStride. Learn more at prostride.com. Founded in
4: 1973, the United
1: States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline at nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection
4: to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org
1: to learn more about USDF education, competition, and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, we are very excited to have Ruth holgan polson back on the show for another installment of the Dressage Writer's Journal 2021 version. Ruth, welcome back to the show.
5: Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here again.
1: Well, I love it. You were our first interview in 2020, and I'm really excited. You're our first interview in 2021. So we're we're really happy to have you back.
5: Me too. I mean, really, I'm glad everybody had the 2020 journal, but I think all of us are pretty much happy to see 2020 go away now. (laughs)
1: I think, I think you're right. Um, I hope that, you know, here on the podcast, we, we tried to do a lot of stuff because I think a lot of people really enjoyed their horses and set some goals. Um, but can you talk a little bit about setting goals now? I mean, it's still such a difficult time to set goals because obviously the pandemic is still going on, but, uh, what have you been giving advice to people about goal setting for 2021?
5: Well, I actually think it's a great time to set goals because we do have most of us some extra time with our horses and sometimes without the stress of, of competing, if you're a competitor or having to run off to this meeting or that meeting, you know, there's, I have found actually more quality thinking time and my horses are actually progressing faster because I, I set some smaller goals to fill in gaps that I felt like I had. And I, I feel like it's a great time to sort of go back and really reflect to see what was working, what wasn't working, what you achieved last year, what you might not have achieved because of the pandemic or other reasons and really have a sit down with yourself and, and get a feeling for your step-by-step process. I mean, I've kind of coined another term of what I'm using with my own students and my own horses with the journal and that strategic riding and using the journal for a strategic plan is really what I'm helping people do right now with that.
0: I'm glad that you were kind of talking about reflection because... You know, if people had had uh, gotten the, the, the journal from last year or if they keep their own journal, well, what, what's interesting is that, um, you know, and, and, and around here and, and where I am in Canada, we had, you know, one horse show. So we couldn't really reflect on our, you know, season as a whole because we went to one show and, you know, either went good or went bad or, mm-hmm. you know, however went, that went. That's not really normal. For us because there was no progression with it. It was just, there it is. We got out there, we had some fun and we said, okay, you know, we're going to go to a horse show and it doesn't matter what happens. But if you can kind of reflect back on your entire year through a riding journal, you can look at the year and sort of take the pandemic out of it and say, you know, this is what I was doing as far as my riding, you know, have some positive things, have, you know, some ups and downs as we all do. But, uh, Uh, You know, when we look back on 2020, it's, you know, it's dominated by this pandemic issues and, and, you know, health and lockdowns and and all this stuff. But uh, I think it's important to say, okay, that, you know, that's on that's on one side. But what was successful about my riding and how can I bring that forward to 2021, regardless of what?
5: I totally I totally agree with that. And I'll use myself as an example again. uh, I took over the ride of a horse that I've had in the barn uh, this past winter in February and it was uh, maybe a month or so before the lockdown. Um, I, I had only just started riding him daily, um, myself. And I, and at the beginning of that, before the lockdown, I had a little bit of pressure on myself that I needed to get this done and this done and this done before the horse show. If there was going to be one, And then there wasn't any horse shows and I didn't have any pressure on myself to do anything other than my plan of how I felt this horse would progress. And I feel like I made more progress following my plan without the stress of going somewhere Um, and I had time and it really made a huge difference. And in fact, I think you made more progress that way. And when I reflect back on the fact that I did show him, we had two shows in Vermont. um, I went to two different shows at the Green Mountain Horse Show Association uh, when they were allowed to open in July. And I took that horse to the horse show. And, you know, he just blew my mind away on how wonderful he was because of the past four or five months of following my plan. So... Mm -hmm. I I feel like that for me was a huge reflection that I need to, I'm not really that active a competitor. I compete when I, I want to show myself something that I have accomplished with a horse. Um, And I love to compete, but I don't do it every single weekend. And it was just really gratifying to look back at, okay, February, I put my own foot in the stirrup instead of being the trainer. And in July, I did the Grand Prix. I was excited, very excited. Oh my gosh, that is,
1: it's, it's amazing. And um, I, I love the journal because uh, I, I just picked mine up from you the other day. I'm really excited to get going. And when you open it up and literally the first couple pages are literally some self-assessment exercises. And I love these because especially right now, if you're in lockdown or maybe you can't get to the barn These are some really important exercises to sit down and just think about. And this would be actually a great meeting to do with your trainer. Uh, You can do it over Zoom or on the phone. Could you talk to us a little bit about these exercises? Because I think they're really important.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think the first page is just a self-assessment of you and your horse. And I find with my students that it's harder for them to write things down in their strengths category than it is in their weaknesses category, as probably all of us experience. Um, You know, if somebody asks you, how's your 20 meter stretchy circle? I think the majority of us say, oh, it could be this, it could be better more here, it could be lower, I could stretch more. But it's hard for people to recognize sometimes that they have strength, and so do their horses. So that is where I really like to start, is with the strength of my horses and students. Because we all know, we're all you know, riders and dressage riders, we all know where we, we, we want to be better. But I think it's the most important thing is to first acknowledge your strength.
1: I, I love this. Actually, we were we were riding today here and I was riding with with my one of my former students but she's now also a professional rider. We were walking around and we're getting ready to horse show and one of the things we were talking about is you know, I think as dressage riders we want to be perfect all the time. But even at the highest level, if you watch a world cup or you watch a, an Olympics, people make mistakes. So it's it's important to know that, I think, and to as you're setting your goals, really remember what you're good at. Like Isabel Verd is amazing yeah. at Piaf and Passage, but she will make, and, and she did at Aachen last year. She, she makes mistakes in the changes. She's not always perfect. And if I mm-hmm. listened to an interview and she said, you know, I have to have my horses so hot for this, that I struggle with that. And I, we even when the best rider in the world said that I thought, Oh, <laughs> maybe my goals need to be right. different. And I need to think like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? So I absolutely love that. And as you go through the journal, can you just explain to everybody kind of what your thoughts were as you were doing? Because I love the way it's organized.
5: So after the assessment page is are sorry, a couple of pages on setting your goals. And there's two different sections for setting goals. One is it. I ask you to use a timer, actually, And one is a little bit longer than the other for your big dreams, your lifetime goals, your bucket list goals with you and your horse. And then I set out a smaller section, a shorter section of two, one to two to three year goals. And I think one of the big things that I've learned is how to incorporate like I want you to put your big dream down on the long-term big goals list. And, and then I want you to put a, a thought process to it on like what, what date, like when do you want to have this done? Five years, 10 years, next year? Because once you put it down on paper with a date, then you've made a goal. And when you have a goal, then you can put it into more manageable bite-sized pieces that turns into action. And when you have an action plan, you're much more likely to achieve your smaller goals that are then going to help you accomplish your bigger goal.
0: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, you know, it's one foot in front of the other and dressage especially is organized that way and that, you know, training is progressive and it's, you know, you have to do it as much as you can, either every day or, you know, all people's riding is is a different experience, but you can't achieve the big things without an idea about how the small progressive steps are going to happen. So I think exactly. writing all of it out or, or even just thinking about it is really important and, and talking with your coach about it, too. Like there should, there should be, you know, a conversation constantly about about these ideas.
5: I totally agree with you because I have to say as a coach and a trainer, sometimes I can see where they can go and they don't even know it yet. So really sitting down with your people to go over the big goals and then what we're going to do in the next year, what we're going to do in the next month, And how do we start that in the next few weeks? And then what happens tomorrow in next lesson is, is really how it, like you said, the dressage tests are written this way, right? They, they teach us to go to the contact and then they teach us to bend and then they teach us to add impulsion and then they teach us to take more connection and then more collection and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's a little bit the same way when you're thinking about your own riding, whether you're competing or riding dressage tests or you're not, they're still like, I have one gal from um, Arkansas that I'm, I'm teaching via Zoom and uh, she just has the two horses at home in her backyard and her goals are to make them healthy and happy and supple and relaxed and be able to go with her friends and you know, everybody's writing goals are different, but I think if you really think about how to achieve them step-by-step makes it possible. And there is the reason why I created the journal, because I'm not with my students every minute, every day, every month, and some of them are with me half the year and some aren't. And I wanted a way to help them think and be organized and have a strategic plan when they go out to the barn to ride that day.
0: So I wanted to ask you whether you've integrated anything new or whether there's a different organization within the journal, you know, what, Not, what's different for 2021?
5: I added some more figures. There's a couple more tabs, but I really got such good feedback last year on how it was reorganized because it was completely reorganized last year. Um, I have brand new, beautiful art cover, uh, done by Emily Goddard. Um, and at a few small changes. So there's not a lot of changes to the interior. Uh, we do have some more plans for next season to add some um, little bit of cross-training exercises with ground poles and things like this. But for this year, it's, it's nearly the same with a few upgrades. And it's beautiful. The
1: front cover is beautiful. I have it on my kitchen table and I'm like, I think it's just going to stay right here because it's so pretty. And I like looking at it every morning and it'll remind me every morning just to sit down and, and go ahead and write down. Um, and I, I love writing it down. I think that that you know, if you really do some study on on goal setting, every every expert says you have to write things down, because you put it yeah. on paper and and it changes. And so that's what I love about it. And and I have a, a dear student that uses her journal, and you know, same thing. I'm not with her every day at home. I give her a lesson once a week, uh, but when I'm in Florida, I don't. And at the end of the week, a lot of times she'll send me her snapshot of her what she did that week. And I just look at it and I tell her, okay, maybe do this a little differently or, hey, great job. Um, so it's a really good feedback if you're not with your trainer all the time. So I, I love that as well. And it's also, I think, at the end of the year or as you're setting your goal for next year, it's fun to leaf through your journal from last year because I leafed through my journal from last year on the same horse. And it's just fun like it just to, to think back where he was a year ago versus where he is now. And um, yeah. you know it's it's cool. Yeah,
5: I really love that you said that because I just recently, because of course it was the first of the year last week, I got a really great email from one of my Vermont students who had purchased the new one and had started filling out her goals, and she went back and she wrote me an email that said, "I think I achieved all my goals," and she <laughs> was beside herself happy because she's, she's one of us. She's, you know, on a week to week basis, this, oh, I want to do better, faster. I want to do this better. I want to do that better. But when she looked back at what she had set out to accomplish, it really worked. So that made me very happy. Just that one, you know, that email that day made me very happy. I've also started using my journal for myself In addition to recording what my horses are doing and my legend on, you know, well, they had chiropractic on Monday and how did they feel on Tuesday, that kind of thing. I've also started keeping my schedule written in my journal because my schedule is really different this year. Whereas normally, especially when I'm down here in Florida, I would start my first horse at 730 at the farm here and I would be done when I was done and then I would go home and you know do whatever I'm going to do in the garden or bookwork but this year because of the pandemic I don't have all the normal horses that I would maybe have because the owners can't come and go from New England so I have a very active zoom lesson schedule that if I don't write things down and say where you know when i have to schedule this meeting and what time i have to be sitting at the desk and i'm it's it's a whole new kind of organization for me not to be doing it one after the other in the actual arena so i've been using it also as like my scheduler
1: yeah Yeah, no, I agree. I I have a similar schedule and it's, it's, it's different for all of us. And I think, you know, just even the amount of zoom calls you are on and that kind of stuff, just, it is hard to remember when to do it. So I'm going to also use my pretty journal for that too. I think that is awesome. So Ruth, we've been talking about the dressage writer's journal. How can our listeners find it online?
5: So you could certainly go to my website, which is com, and that's P-O-U-L-S-E-N.com. You can also find it on Amazon. If you type in 2021 Dressage Writer's Journal, it'll pop right up. And if you're in town, I might have a copy or two in the office.
1: (laughs) In Wellington. If you're in Wellington, Right.
5: Yeah, if you're in Wellington or Loxahatchee, I'm in Loxahatchee. And so, yeah, I, I often will have some author copies in the office, but uh, Amazon or ordering it through the link on my website is a efficient way to go. And, I mean, I've never seen Amazon so active in this neighborhood ever so i think you'll get it pretty quick
1: (laughs) i love it i love it well ruth thank you so much for coming on the show and happy 2021 goal setting and i can't wait to see you uh maybe maybe at the horse show i don't know we're not there very much but uh we look forward to seeing you around town
5: the same here thank you ruth and thank you very much philip and i'm honored to be on the call and have a happy great wonderful 2021 yourself.
2: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have
6: you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways— One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis.
2: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com.
0: And now a quick word from EcoGold Saddle Pads. No slipping, no sliding, no problem. EcoGold Secure Saddle Pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable while keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat, and the ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and a more stable riding position. Available in both English and Western styles, shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca.
1: Well, tonight on the show, we are so excited to have Christy Waisaki. She is an FEI four-star dressage judge and an FEI five-star para-judge and FEI rider and trainer. Christy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, happy 2021, first of all. We're happy to, to, to be starting the program, and you have a great new program you want to tell us all about.
7: I do. I do. In 2020, I think I spent hundreds of hours on the computer I taught more virtual riding lessons than I've ever taught in all the years prior to that put together. I presented several virtual seminars. I went to more virtual meetings than I can even begin to remember. And I even went to a virtual convention for the first time, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. But during all that time, it, it it came to me that, you know, we really need to use the online educational platform to help improve the education for equestrians around the world. And we're not really utilizing that as much as I think we could. And after thinking about it for some time, I decided to create what I'm calling the YWY, from my last name, Dressage Academy. And I'm putting some courses together designed to enhance people's times with their horses, not to replace it. Um, These courses are all designed to help um, anybody who wants to learn more about the horse and be able to use it at home. Everything that we're talking about in the courses, they will be able to actually apply at home. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, The first course uh, actually has launched, and we had the introduction module introduced on Saturday, the 2nd. And the first training module will be coming up on Monday. And the course is why confirmation and movement matter when buying, breeding, or training a dressage horse. And the reason I chose this topic is too often in this sport, even though confirmation and movement are so, I mean, they are the foundation of the whole thing, There's so many people in our sport that really don't know that much about them. And so I decided to create this course to give people some of the basics of both confirmation and movement, and then also go into some more of the details that will be vital to them while training a horse, or if they're looking for breeding prospects, a mare, a stallion, And even when someone is shopping for a horse, it's very important that you don't just enjoy the ride when you're shopping, that you also look at the horse carefully and see if there might be any things that might be concerned that in the future could be limiting in the horse's training or in their movement Um, the type of movement they have. Is there a concern that, for instance, if they were a horse that plated, which their front legs go in front of each other, they can trip, and so you've got a safety hazard. And then, of course, the most important issue would be soundness, that whether the horse can have longevity if there's an issue that you might not notice. So the whole idea of this course is to give people – more basics and more foundation, so that when they go and buy, shop, breed or train, that their eye is trained more to see the true horse underneath the hair, as I like to say, because the hair hides a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so <That's true. laughs> It hides <laughs> a lot. I don't know about that. So. Yeah, it really does, you know, and when you start looking for bones and joints and things to find, you know, okay, what is this horse's true confirmation, sometimes you can, you walk up to a horse and you start poking and prodding and all of a sudden you realize that the hair was uh, deceiving you. So, um, I'm very excited about this program. It's really designed from the beginner to the expert. Uh, I have um, a nine-year-old young lady signed up who has just started riding dressage, and she's very excited. And she bought herself a brand new Briar horse so that she could learn to do these things on the Briar horse. And I I know I'm so excited. She's my—I don't know any of my pupils very well, but even though I've never met her, she's my favorite pupil. (laughs) She's my favorite already. I love her. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I've. Uh, there are some sport horse judges that are also taking it to um, just get a little bit more expertise for when they're judging, and I have some FEI riders in it too that want to know more because they the last module we're really going to go in depth into how the confirmation and the horse's uh, movement will affect how you might approach your training. Because a horse with a high set neck versus a horse with a low set neck and a horse with a short neck and a long neck and straight hind leg, and uh, that kind of thing, you all you do have to do approach things a little bit differently and bear that in mind so that you can train a horse effectively, efficiently, and train them for soundness in longevity. And also be able to keep the horses, every horse is going to have some kind of limitations. It, it, every horse is, every human does. And if you know more about the conformation and movement, then by knowing that horse's limitation, you can help develop their stronger suit so that they can compensate for, for instance, a limitation. And then the horse can Excel, whereas otherwise someone might say, oh, well, they have this problem, so they're not going to be able to do it. But that's actually, usually you can find a way around it if you understand enough about the confirmation and the movement to do that. So um, each training module, there's four training modules, and each of those are um, pre-recorded. So everybody can take their time doing it when it works for them and where it works for them. We have two international students taking the course, so that's exciting. Um, But I set it up with the pre-recording so that everybody didn't have to join together at the same moment to make it work. And I think this will be, and then they'll also be able to go back and repeat and look at it again. Uh, They can break it up if they don't have two full hours to go through for instance the confirmation module will be released on monday and if they don't have two hours but they want to get started and they have a half an hour they could do one portion of it and then come back later and and carry pick back up where they left off and that kind of thing so it's very user friendly from that respect too And then the part about it I'm the most excited about is that every module will have homework assignments that are all optional, but basically the purpose of that is to give everybody the chance to go out and try what it is I present in the modules, so they can actually truly learn how to do it and try it for themselves. And so I'm very excited about that part of it. And at the end, we're going to have a final project where each student gets to evaluate a horse of their choice with the owner's permission. Sorry, guys, you don't get to evaluate Vallejo unless Charlotte and Carl say okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But they get to evaluate a horse themselves for its confirmation and movement and submit it. And then I will give them feedback on their assessment so they can see how they did and, and you know, what they may need to focus on a little bit more and that kind of thing for the future. So I'm really excited about the whole program and um, we've got a good group of people right now and uh, there's still time for people to join in if they would like, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been really fun to put it together. I've taught these courses in person many times. I will say it's been a learning curve for me to learn how to put things on a computer because we're not the best of friends, but we're, we're becoming better
1: friends. (laughs) I'm laughing because everyone here will laugh because I'm the same way. It's, it's really a a struggle, real struggle, but it's good.
7: Yeah. In the beginning I was like, but I don't know how to do anything on a computer and everybody's like, Oh, you'll learn. And it's like, actually they were right. I've learned all. I've learned things that I never would have learned without doing this. So it's kind of been fun for me from that angle too, because I have more tools in my toolbox now too. So
0: this is um, maybe, it's actually uh, been pretty fun. Yeah, possibly uh, a a good a good outcome from the pandemic, because I think these tools, uh, you know, to be able to access them online is amazing, right? And as riders and judges and and trainers, and we're so used to just You know, we're going to hold, you know, traditionally, I think, and you can probably speak to this experience. How did you get all of your knowledge? Well, you went out and you went to farms and you, but but when that's taken away, you know, a lot of stuff has just been, you know, we've had to figure out how to get it online. And then isn't that amazing that that's, that provides more people with more access, especially in big countries like Canada and America, whereas in Europe, these courses and stuff, you know, somebody can hold one at x farm and pretty much the whole of europe can you know is two hours away from from said farm in germany where you know you you gain the best knowledge from from the best people but i've experienced it here and i live in a populated area very you know horse country that like you know how do you educate a lot a lot of people when the distances are so difficult to to travel
7: well, yeah, and the expense when when you put the airline ticket and a hotel and a car rental and all those things together before you even pay for the course, you've spent a thousand dollars, if not more, just to get there. and this this way people can do it when it works for them, they can go back and do it again and go, "Oh, I missed that. Wait a minute. Let me do that again." and so I'm really excited about the platform and the whole um, way we set it up. I think it'll be really a, a very user-friendly way to, to be able to get better in a subject that is so important to our sport and yet so often ignored. Yeah, no, I, I can't agree more too. And,
1: and you know, I'm, I'm here in Wellington right now, but I'm here, but there's the normal courses that would be happening are not happening this year. Right. We're, 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 we're pretty much on our farms. Like we're not able to, uh, the trainers conference isn't happening and the young horse conference isn't happening and every, you know, so you don't have access even here that we would normal, normally have. So I love the idea that you can go online and in the evening, just take your time and, and go through this. So I think it's, it's a fantastic program. And so, Christy, tell us, how can you find it online? How do we register? Give us all the details.
7: So if somebody wants more information, um, they can. there's lots of information on Facebook. There's a few trailers on Facebook on my Facebook page, Christy Wysocki. Um, and then the website to actually go in and read really detailed information about this course. And if you decide to join us to register, is Y-W-Y Fantastic. And it's not and too late, right? Because the first module started. No, we actually, the, but the first module was an introductory module that that was made available on January 2nd, but they're able to access every module throughout the entire course. And there. I, I did forget to mention too, there's two question and answers segments that will also be be included, one in the middle and then one at the end. And then they will be able to access all of the modules for six weeks after the final module is released, which is May 2nd. So um, anybody can sign up that wants to and just get, I do recommend people start from the beginning Mm -hmm. um, because it is going to build upon itself, but they can join in anytime they want and um, it's by by no means too late because great. they can oh. just you can watch it whenever you it works for you.
1: Well, I, I love it. And one of the things we've been doing on the podcast is highlighting some things that you can do in your house uh, right now while you maybe depending on what country we're all over the world and depending on what country uh, you may be in lockdown. So this is a great opportunity to work on uh, yourself and your knowledge. So Christy,
7: I love it. What one more time? What is the website? It's ydressageacademy.com, W-Y Dressage Academy, like my last name. Fantastic. Well, Christy, thank you so much. And we're really excited to see how the program goes. Oh, I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. It's been fun to talk to you again. Fantastic. Thanks,
8: Christy. Thank you. Bates saddles are the saddle brand that truly put your horse first. Enjoy comfort, optimal balance, and seamless contact with your horse, leaving you free to concentrate on your aids. Bates saddles offer you many features you don't find with other saddle brands, including the external flexiblock system, which is anatomically contoured to your leg, allowing it to ride in behind the block and support your individual position for maximized comfort and security. An adjustable ergonomic stirrup bar, which allows effortless rider alignment to be achieved by altering the position of the stirrup bar, enabling you complete control over your preferred leg position. Many styles are available, including the new Bates Dressage Saddles, the Bates Victress Show Jumping Saddle, and the Bates Advanta Eventing Saddle. It is the official saddle of the United States Eventing Association. You can learn more about Bates Saddles at BatesSaddles.com. That's Bates. Saddles.com. Tired of having your boot sucked off midstride by sticky mud? Mud control grids are the solution. Frustrated by mushy, slippery messes at the paddock gates? Mud control grids are the solution. Is keeping the ground underfoot stable in your sacrifice areas and dry lots causing you to lose sleep? Once again, mud control grids are the solution. You're seeing a trend here, aren't you? Well, Han Plastics mud control grids really has come up with the best solution. Unlike other plastic grids on the market, mud control grids can be installed directly on top of the mud. Let me say that again. Right on top of the mud. You don't need to do any ground preparation. The mud control grids are an instant solution to your high traffic muddy areas. No more having to fill in with sand, gravel, shavings, or even old carpet. What's more, mud control grids will allow grass to grow underneath of them so they can be taken back up once the area is dry or recovered. Or you can leave them right where they are and take over again when the rainy season comes back around. Han Plastics mud control grids are designed to be installed as a temporary or permanent solution. You can take them with you with your move, put down a lot, put down a few, add more each year. The ultimate mud control solution. Check out Han Plastics mud control grids at mudgrid.ca. Oh, an added bonus, your tractor or gator won't sync up to its axles with Han Plastics mud control grids in place. So there's that www.mudgrid.ca.
1: Well, Phil, I have to be honest. I've been working very hard on my fitness and I'm still so thankful for my total saddle fit stability stirrup leathers because it really makes sitting the trot still easier. So thankful.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, every little bit, right? If yes. you, you got to go to a horse show next week, you're, you're, you're very ready.
1: Tomorrow tomorrow. Yeah. I got to uh, sit tomorrow. the trot and I'm trying yeah. to work on that big extended trot and it's not the easiest extended trot to sit. And I couldn't be thankful for the, for the set, for the stirrups there, the stirrup leathers, stability stirrup leathers. They're awesome. So I'm well, very sure. I'm sure, thankful.
0: I'm sure the, the girth is helping too, with him expressing his shoulders yeah. out and being free enough to throw you around on top of his back. <laughs>
1: We're working on it, and we're really thankful. So, really, the stability stirrup leathers um, from Total Saddle Fit—we've had ours now. Goodness, Phil, how long? A couple years, and yeah,
0: yeah. Well, maybe it's two. I, I have a hard time keeping track of time.
1: We too, and, and but we've had them a while, and we aren't nice to them. We really put them through the ringer, and I will tell you, they look great, and they hold up great, and truly they are one of the best stack items i think you can have and uh we can't thank justin at total saddle fit enough totalsaddlefit.com. take a look at them and all the great products that they have there and they will really help your riding and they are very very durable which is what phil and i put them through the ringer so we can't thank them enough at total saddle fit and we have a great total saddle fit tip of the week with cassandra hummer johnson
2: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief gird at totalsaddlefit.com.
1: Well, tonight for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we are so happy to have Cassandra Hummert-Johnson, FEI rider trainer. Hi, Reese. Good to, good to be here. <laughs> so what is your trainer tip of the week for us?
6: My
4: trainer tip of the week is not to be scared, to sometimes try the hard stuff. And I mean that in we do all this work all week long with our trainers and on our own to prepare these horses and practice different exercises and how to make things better and how can I move the horse around to to get um, a better score in, in each movement. And I think my trainer tip is sometimes just go on and try it. If you're working on the Grand Prix half pass and you've done a lot of suppling exercises and you feel that the horse can, you know, bend left and right now really easily and go sideways and, and you've done all this stuff around the ring, just try it. Go do it, go do it. If you never do it, you'll never see that link towards doing it in the future. And this is something I tell my my students all the time. It's important, obviously, the journey to get into the ring to do the test. And we want the horse to be the best it can be and the most physically athletic it can be. But at some point, just give it a go. Just try it. Go do the hard stuff.
1: Don't be scared. I love this, Cassie. I love it because To be honest, this happened to, I was teaching a lesson to, to my assistant today on her, uh, off the track thoroughbred. And it was one of those things I was like, he needed shoulder in before a technical, he was coming around the corner. He's just leaning against her inside leg. I said, why don't you just try a little shoulder in? Booyah. It, it happened. Great. Right. And and she looked at me and I looked at her and she's like, oh my gosh, he's doing it. I said, yes, he's doing it. And it was one of those things sometimes a trainer will see it and like, okay, give it a try. She said, oh, I've been playing with it a little. And I said, I think you're right on it to, to go ahead. I said, there is no reason to not, not be doing this now. And, um, it yeah, was such- and I, a it's moment. amazing.
4: It's amazing. I love when that comes together. I love when you feel like, look at all this preparation we've done look what you're doing. You're doing it. The horse can do it. You can do it. It's right there. You know what, you know,
1: just, just do what's hard. Try it. Just try it. Yeah. I mean, what can, what could happen, right? I mean, if it doesn't work, okay, well, well let's do something right. else. That's okay. You yeah. <laughs> right. know, again, I think, um, I, I, I agree. I think some people get really nervous about maybe trying the next movement and you know, you never know if it'll happen or not. and And it's, one of those things, if it doesn't work fine, but if it works awesome, that kind of opened up, you know, uh, Parker doing a shoulder in today opened up now a lot of other doors, right. That it was really cool to watch. So it literally happened to me today with a student and it was just awesome to watch. And, you know, there's no reason to not, to not do it. So I, I totally agree. Yeah.
0: A lot of times that, um, you know, the, the failure you know, like trying something and failing is really great as well, because it shows you where the holes are. Yeah. You can set, you know, for, for instance, we're just going to use the shoulder in, for example, if, you know, like, okay, let's, let's try to set up into a shoulder in, give it your best go. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, but we're going to take information from, from, from the failure or from what didn't work or, you know, and we're going to use that to go back one step in the training and say, okay, well, you need a little bit more Control the shoulder, or your horse is not enough away from the inside leg, and then we can we can practice we can go back to practicing our leg yields in a way that that focuses on why the shoulder in didn't work, and and you know what I try to do with my lessons, especially with the people aren't who aren't with me every day or every week, is to say okay, here's what we're doing right now. This is why we're doing it. That's that's important to understand, and this is where it will lead us, so that hopefully. If, if the, the student is, is having success with whatever we were working on, they can go ahead and try the next step on their own a little bit. And then I get great feedback when I come back to the next lesson, they said, you know, I, I, I thought I was doing a re- really good leg yield. And then, then I tried the shoulder in idea and then it, it didn't work. And, and I, you know, we can go through the conversation. Okay. What happened? you know, okay, well, maybe I can help you with your understanding of the aids for shoulder in or what you need to be able to achieve it. And then all of a sudden we are working on the shoulder and even though the, you know, the intention was it didn't work, we're working on how to to make it work or what's the next step. So it's just, it can complete the person's understanding of where we're going.
4: Completely agree. I think also just on this topic in general is, everybody has a different goal, right? Some people want to go to the horse shows, other people just sort of enjoy the journey, whatever. I think that having someone in your, in your life as a rider that just pushes you a little bit once, even if it's just once in a while, that just says, Hey, let's, let's give this a try. It, it just lets you, it gives you some hope, I guess, and not in a negative way or a positive way, just, you can see into the future a little bit. Oh my gosh. You know, we, we can maybe do that one day, or if you get, you know, four steps down the, down the long side and shoulder in, and your goal is third level in the future, all of a sudden you've just done part of the test. If, if you know what I mean. And that's, that's such an amazing feeling because sometimes we do get stuck in a little rut where, you've worked on all this stuff and you work on all this stuff and think it's never going to come together. But if you have someone there on the ground that can congratulate you for even the, the five steps that you do, I think that that's so important. It just, it helps you sort of see where this is going and that you can do it. And I'm, you know, I'm a big supporter of that in my lessons with my students,
1: as are you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I, I send Phil videos. He probably gets tired of all my videos I send him, but (laughs) you know, it's really important
0: when
1: when Phil gives you a compliment, you're like, Oh, Phil gave me a compliment. (laughs) It's important to have, have, you know, a lot of people and, you know, or friends or or whatever and coaches who say, Hey, come on, let's do this. Or or this was better. So I, I agree. Like this is, it's not always, I think training horses is, is for sure, never a straight line. And, but I agree with you. You sometimes are like, well, I, you know, you didn't, you didn't try something and then you try it and it works or it doesn't. And, and that's okay. Either way, uh, it just helps formulate the plan. So I love it. And, and as you're, you know, as we're all sort of going into 2021 and setting new goals. And I just think that's a, just a great tip is like, dude, go ahead and try It's okay. If it fails, no big deal. Who cares? Start again, do something else, take the information or, you know, yeah, probably will succeed actually. And uh, then you get to go do and it opens other doors. Well, Cassie, I think these are amazing tips. So how can our listeners find you online? I can be found on Instagram at Lavendel Dressage L A V
4: E N D E L or at www.lavendeldressage.com. And I'm based in Cleveland, Ohio, and Wellington, Florida, in the
1: winter. Fantastic. Well, good luck this season, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, Phil, we just want to remind everybody we have our book club still going, and it is Uta's Graph Effortless Dressage Program, a top writer's key to success in using play, groundwork, trail riding, and turnout. Great book. For right now, while we're all kind of stuck inside, it's fantastic. So we hope everybody is enjoying it. We are going to review it here very shortly. So get your copy at horseandridersbooks.com, a great company, and we hope you enjoy. And as always, we love your emails and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. Um, and we love to hear if you want to hear something on the show this year or even the goals that you've set. We would love hearing all about them. So keep them coming. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email, and I love emails, is reese at horseradionetwork.com.
0: I think the best way to find me is through Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's ProStride, Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, Eco Gold, Han Plastics, and Bait Saddles. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
1: Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week.